to Car World with Jax. A few weeks ago, we had the Frankfurt Auto Show in Germany, and during the auto show, we had environmentalist and climate control groups trying to spread their message. The message that we were spreading was that they wanted to call for all governments across the world to ban SUVs in order to curb emissions and pollutants. These groups are trying to ban the SUV body style, as well as all vehicles with internal combustion engines. This means anything without full electric power. So this, ex this even includes hybrid vehicles, as well as other fully internal combustion vehicles, like anything that runs on any alternative fuels, as well as E85 or hydrogen fuel cell. They only want electric cars. To be able to be used worldwide the reason they want to do this is just in order to get zero emissions across the world but in order to get zero emissions across the world we, we first need better infrastructure we need both more charging plants as well as we need electricity that is not electricity that is not started by fossil fuels as americans are moving towards more traditional SUVs and away from small cars and sedans. Although in smaller in countries like Germany and the European countries, there is smaller roads where there is less of a demand for large vehicles. In the United States, we have larger, tougher roads as well as we transport more people and we have more activities to do with that stuff. Um, People in the United States are using their vehicles for more than just transportation, but rather it's like an office, and it's where people do a majority of their day. And so people are looking for more larger, more comfortable places that make them feel more secluded versus smaller cars where there's less space, less keeping them from the other cars on the road, and more of a sense of safety in the larger vehicles. Um, for the climate activists, um, they really don't understand how the internal combustion vehicles work, as long as with how uh, electric cars are also polluting the environment as well at this certain, this certain time. Electric vehicles haven't got to the point where they're completely renewable energy. As of right now, we're still using fossil fuels to fuel these vehicles for the electric plants and in the end the vehicles end up doing worse for the environment because when they are crushed all of that fluids from the battery and the vehicle still go into the earth personally in my experience i've seen priuses in the junkyard which are not technically electric vehicles but they have some forward amount hybridization and they have green fluids around them and everything around them is dead. So until we actually find a way to where we can make this a more environmentally friendly plan to recycle electric vehicles and find a way to make the batteries and charge the batteries environmentally friendly, then we will have... Um, finally have a reason to switch to electric cars and
said, owning a car is for many people part of having a higher quality of life. And most middle income families, was what he was saying, can't afford electric vehicles. And so with electric vehicles, the average price being well over $40,000 and well-equipped ones, um, triple the price and while they and to most people they don't make sense because you really don't even though with the tax credit of seventy five hundred dollars you don't get the um the value because they're more expensive you can't take them to your own mechanic they especially uh teslas you have to have them service only tesla dealerships uh, so companies like nissan and um mitsubishi with their electric vehicles might be a little easier Although it's still more expensive to service them, although you you don't admittedly you don't have to do oil changes, there's still a lot that's involved in owning an electric car, and also people are just so used to the internal combustion cars. There's a new learning curve, and some people are just happy with the electric the um, internal combustion vehicles as they're able to do everything they want with them. The entire industry can't change overnight, and as I said, the technology is just not there. We can't just get new technology overnight. We have to wait for it to be completely developed in order, and after it's developed and we have more reasonable pricing, people are more likely to adapt. But right now it's just not um, feasible. Even though, um, even though another point would be that the SUVs really don't burn that much more fuel than a regular vehicle or a small sedan to where it's actually hurting the environment much more. Although all admittedly all cars do pollute, it's not a major thing to where some cars are polluting way significantly more than others. If a, a car has an exhaust leak or is not is not is just running from its uh catalytic converters and no exhaust then that might that's not as well not good for nascar heat 4 is entering a very heavy segment of simulation racing games there are very few nascar or stock car racing games on consoles such as xbox or playstation while most of them are well, most of the simulation games are GT racing or stock vehicle racing, not stock car racing. This is this is also introduced late model racing, which is dirt racing in oval form. In this game, you're able to tune your car exact. In this game, you're able to tune your car exactly how you want it. Unlike most games where you have a car set up. And it just you kind of get what you have. This game you can tune the tire pressure, the weight, and pretty much any aspect of a race car to make it perfect and corner the way exactly you want it to. You can also adjust your throttle response. You can adjust um, different safety features and what you want in your vehicle in order to have the the perfect weight, perfect balance of power. Um, very few games give you this many options. I believe there's over 50 options in this game, and pretty much anything you can think of uh, to make your car exactly how you want it is available. This way you can just have complete customization. Although NASCAR Heat is very different than most simulation games in the current marketplace, I feel like it has a great place. 
the NASCAR community and the stock car racing community, as well as the dirt racing community, doesn't have very many outlets for this that aren't the actual track. Um, it's it brings an interesting environment to most people. It's it's a fun environment while you can also communicate via microphone with other drivers and. Although there won't be the large community of Forza where there's hundreds of thousand players every night versus the NASCAR game will have 500s. It's a small community and it's a, a little base. I think it's enough for what NASCAR is looking for out of this game. Although they won't sell quite as many copies as Forza, they will make a majority of their money in downloadable content. As An example of the downloadable content that they're making money off of would be season passes and and um, cars that they can buy in the game. An example of the download of content would be season passes and cars that they can download into the game. The game also comes with a $50 voucher towards a NASCAR race ticket. And that comes for everybody that gets the game. So there's, a, there's an opportunity of, you know, for a $40 game, you get a $50 voucher towards a race. So I might also sell some copies as well. Um, I do believe that this will be successful. Do I believe it will have as many people as Forza? No. I don't think Forza... I think Forza will always have the marketplace as the dominant simulation game. A lot of these racers in NASCAR will have wheels. And a lot of them will also be... Na these wheels will be NASCAR licensed products. Therefore, benefiting them more. Bringing in more revenue, ultimately. Um, I think a lot of things, I think this game will do well after, especially after I played it. I was a little worried that it would not feel as developed as some of the games from the bigger companies, but it felt reasonable. The physics were a little bit off, but with updates, that's bound to improve like any game. It just came out less than a week ago as of recording, and I think it will challenge the marketplace and bring a lot of new competitors onto Xbox Live. among car enthusiasts right now is the new Land Rover Defender. This is our first Defender in the United States in 21 years. The last Defender was a very rugged, off-roader-centered SUV. It had very few amenities. It didn't have AC. Many of them didn't have roll. Many of them had roll-down windows. It didn't have a. It didn't have AC. Many of them had roll-down windows. Therefore, it was a very bare-bones off-roader. The new one. It's a little controversial because it's it's returning the name of a legend. So this means that it has a high name to sit up to. And the new one, the biggest complaint, is it looks like a vehicle from 2003. The vehicle looks outdated right from the factory. It looks like a concept vehicle that didn't make it to market in the early 2000s. And I, so that's one of the major complaints that people have. It's got weird proportions and it doesn't look like a finished product and that disappointed a lot of defender fans as well as the fact that it doesn't look like a rugged vehicle it looks like a vehicle that a mother or a, or a parent would use to take to their kids to the store it's not a an off-roader centered vehicle even though it has the body on frame design it's still not what people are looking on looking for it's still not what people are looking for. I think it will. St I think it will do okay, but I don't think it's where it needs to be. Although I believe it will sell decent, I don't think it will sell near what Land Rover expects. I think 
they needed more of a nostalgia factor when they revamped this vehicle. And I don't think it has that. I think it just looks like a concept vehicle that was not meant to go into production. And that's the way that people feel about it. Also, it should have more power than the power it was announced with. It, it looks like it's going to have a small... It said it only makes 296 horsepower out of a four-cylinder turbo. Um, people, when they're looking for off-roader vehicles, they're not really looking for the four uh, cylinders as they're looking for something that makes power down low instead of up high and that's not what this land rover is going to offer people are looking for a more traditional off-roader that would have a v8 or a v6 and be able to tackle pretty much any terrain um it's not the traditional vehicle people were hoping it would be it, tur it turned into a modern land rover which is a very luxurious vehicle. Although it's going to be a, obviously a very nice car, it's not what Land Rover Defender fans are looking for. And I find that to be unfortunate, and that's why I believe its sales will suffer. The next topic I want to discuss is a new TV show, The Crew, which stars Kevin James, the mall cop, actually, as a NASCAR crew chief. He's going to be um, a crew chief that leads a full team, and he's going to be like a goofy guy that doesn't really know what he's doing. Well, I think this will be an interesting comedy. I don't know if it's something NASCAR fans will particularly enjoy. I think it will be funny, but I don't think people will like how NASCAR is poking at NASCAR so much. They've done this in the past with uh, movies such as Herbie Fully Loaded and um, various others, such as Ricky Bobby. But it... It, it works and it kind of doesn't. It kind of reinforces to some people that NASCAR is a redneck or a hillbilly sport. And it also reinforces to people that it's not a real sport as it's as they see the sarcasm and they this is how they have NASCAR represented to them. But I think the show will ultimately succeed and bring apart new people to the NASCAR brand, and to Netflix. So, with that, thank you for listening. This was Carl Jax.